0: you ever get a cold sore on the inside of your mouth and it's really annoying and you just want to like pop it is that gross probably hi good morning welcome to project freelance it is monday morning hope you're doing well so i'm sure you came here hoping to hear how the nasa social event went how the crs 17 launch went well it didn't go because they delayed it so now the launch is scheduled for the morning of the 30th at 4 22 a.m which means when i get to florida The first day of the event is on the 29th, so that day we will get to tour the facilities, film a bunch of stuff inside and outside, meet scientists, astronauts, and all kinds of other people. I'm sure there's going to be some keynote speakers, things like that. And then on the 30th at 4.22 a.m., they are launching the rocket, which means I have to be there at like 3 a.m. Super excited, but yeah, the launch was delayed. So... You can look forward to my recap of it, uh, both in video form on youtube.com slash just the letter K, as well as next week on this podcast, Project Freelance, I will be talking about the launch and how it went and my shots and all that good stuff. I am excited yet nervous. I've never shot a rocket um, close up before. I tried to shoot one from like miles away, like hundreds of miles away, Um, but you know, didn't really turn out the way I had hoped because it's a rocket. You can't really see it when it's that far away, um, even in photographs. So I'm super excited to shoot a rocket close up. A little bit nervous. I only have one shot to get this rocket shot. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like you can, they, there are no do overs. There are no redos. There are no second chances. It's all the first chance the first time and go. So basically how I've been practicing is I've been going to the beach late at night and just doing long exposures and I mean it's really like all you can do is practice doing long exposures and do them more and more and then eventually you'll get really good at them and you can do them with anything so that's kind of been my plan uh I mean if you didn't hear last week's episode you should go check it out I talked to Eric Kuna who is a NASA and SpaceX rocket photographer about his settings and how he uh, sets his cameras up to shoot these rockets, because you are not setting your camera for the ambient lighting; you're setting your camera for the rocket flame, which is very bright. So, I just want to say thank you again to Eric for coming on the podcast and talking to me about this stuff. It is super, super duper important, and it's very helpful to get this information ahead of time. Uh, whereas I would just be kind of shooting blindly in the dark. And I know a lot of people from the NASA Social Facebook group checked out last week's podcast, which is super cool. So if you are new to the podcast and you haven't subscribed already, pre- please, please learn how to speak English, okay? Please do me a favor, hit that subscribe button, and uh, turn on notifications. New new episodes every Monday. Um, whether you turn on notifications or not, I'll be here every Monday morning, 7 a.m. PST. And other than that, I hope you guys are having great success this year. Uh, I know it's May now, or it's about to be May when you hear this, and wow has the year flown by. Wow, it's already May. That's nerve-wracking. So for those of you who are freelance creators, I just wanted to talk a little bit about creating content for other people and what it's like to travel and create content for other people because I've been doing so For the past several months, I've been traveling around the United States, and soon I'll be heading to London with another creator, host, and so I'll be creating content for uh, for people throughout the year, and it's going to bring me all over the place. I'm going to be going to London. From London, I'll be going to Finland to meet up with somebody that I went to high school with, and I'll be spending a week in Finland, uh, the week of Finland Pride, so I'm super excited to see Pride in another country. It's going to be awesome. Very excited about that. Um, I haven't been to London since I was a teenager, so I'm super excited to go back now as an adult and capture it with a camera more than I did when I was there last time. And I'm very, very excited. I love that I get to travel. I love that I get to create content. Um, And here's the thing. When you are creating content for other people, you have to remember that you come second in all factors you come second when it comes to getting ready, when it comes to uh, taking a shower, when it comes to eating, when it comes to uh, like exploring things, you always come second. And you have to remember that you are being paid for to be there. Like if they pay for your flights and your hotels and your food, you're being paid to be there. And that the other people, the other person, the band, whoever it is that you're traveling with, they come first. And this is something that has changed a little bit for me because I was used to filming for groups of people like bands. And so right now I'm actually filming for one person. I'm filming for Lisa Ann, who is a radio sports show host. Uh, and she's also an adult entertainer. So I'm filming lifestyle content for her, for her YouTube channel, which is The Real Lisa Ann. And I have to. Constantly remind myself, like, you come second. You're not, this isn't about you. This is about her. This is about creating content for her. Like, you're not here to film shit for yourself. You're not here to do photographs for yourself. If there's time, if it's convenient, if it doesn't get in the way, and if it doesn't impede, then okay, take that photo of that building or take that photo of that long exposure if you have 30 seconds. Um, and that's something that I've really worked on and I know I'm going to continue to work on. Um, working around different people, traveling with different people and their different personalities, their styles, their lifestyles, the things they need, the things that they do that require me to stay at a distance and me to capture their journey in their life. That's my job. And so if you are trying to get into being a traveling photographer or videographer, something really important to keep in mind is that you are second. That doesn't mean that you're not worth the same amount at all it it has nothing to do with worth or any of that stuff it's just the fact that you're working for somebody and your boss happens to be the person you're capturing content for and like any other job position the job comes first right you you are there to do a job you are not there to uh enjoy an experience I mean you're gonna enjoy the experience because that just comes with experiencing these things but you are there first to do a job you're there to capture content for somebody else. So make sure that you're capturing content for somebody else, don't be selfish, don't capture a bunch of content for yourself because it's not why you're there. Yes, you have this opportunity to explore this place or this, uh, this place you've always wanted to go to maybe or you uh, see something on the way and you're like, oh, this would be really cool for my vlog. This isn't about your vlog, you're not here for your vlog. You can come back and film your vlog here on your own dime, on your own time, You can film your own vlog here, but if you are lucky enough to work with somebody like Lisa, like somebody that I work for, I have the opportunity to take the b-roll footage that I create for her videos and any footage I don't use or some of the footage I do use, I also use it in my videos to do a completely different type of video, to do a more cinematic type of video with less hosting, if you will, and more of the uh, beauty of what I'm capturing. So, that is one way that I use my footage to my advantage as well um, without getting in the way of what I'm doing for my client. You know, does that make sense? So basically, the entire time I'm focused on creating as much as possible, as much, ca- capturing as much content as possible, and my first priority when I get back to my editing station, whether it be in a hotel or back at home or wherever it is, is I have to create and edit the photos first for my client. And then I create and edit a video for my client. Once those two things are done, once I'm done creating the content I need to create that day for my client, then I can sit back. And if I have time, if it's not midnight or one in the morning, then I have time to work on my own stuff. Uh, But my main focus is always my client. And that's Pretty much the biggest tip I could give you when it comes to traveling with somebody else and capturing content for them. Um, another thing travel as light as you can. Um, I know a lot of people have 10 20 lenses that they want to bring with them everywhere they go, but you need to narrow it down. You need to narrow it down bring a wide angle lens, bring a standard zoom lens like a I't know a 35 to a 70 or 100 or whatever. And then depending on what you're doing, if you are going to be shooting, for example, I went and shot at a sneaker warehouse. If you're going to be shooting stuff that is up close, you might want to get a macro lens. You know what I mean? You might want to get something that can shoot those super close up details. So you might think about getting a macro lens or like an 85 millimeter is really cool. Um, An art lens. That's super cool for that kind of stuff for getting those details but if you really want to get in there and get those macro details, I would get a macro lens for sure. Because it's it's a really just a cool additive to have. And those most of the time are very small, the macro lenses. Um, usually they're like pancake lenses, so they don't take up a whole lot of space in your bag. So you can bring a macro lens. But when it comes to like outdoors and nature and all that kind of stuff, and if you're trying to shoot wild animals that are really far away for example yesterday i went whale watching and i brought a shotgun telephoto lens and a shotgun telephoto is basically a lens that instead of turning it to expand it and zoom in you just pull the lens as if you were pumping a shotgun you just pull it out and push it back in to adjust the zoom so i picked up a zoom lens i don't even know where i got that thing but uh so i picked up this zoom lens and I shot whales yesterday. Uh, I saw some blue whales, which apparently 2% of the world's population ever gets to see blue whales. So I feel very grateful and very fortunate that I got to see uh, two or three blue whales. Maybe it was the same blue whale. I'm not really sure how they travel. Uh, I don't know a whole bunch about their like habitats and their habits. But regardless, it was either one or three blue whales that we saw. I'm pretty sure it was probably just one. There couldn't have been three blue whales right there. Surely not, right? I don't know. Maybe possible anything's possible so yeah i shot blue whales dolphins and sailboats pretty much it but i brought so on that trip for example i brought just a zoom lens because i knew that i would be shooting wildlife that was going to be off a boat that was going to be kind of far away and i didn't want to just bring like a 35 to 75 because that wouldn't have gotten gotten the job done if you want to see the photos that i took of the whales by the way Go ahead to no.tracers on Instagram. That's my photo and video page on Instagram. Um, if you guys want to see the footage I capture while I'm traveling, it's going to be over there. Uh, otherwise, it'll be up on my blog, which is just the just the letter K.com slash blog. I do blog posts after I travel, and I put the collection of photos that I have in that blog post. So if you guys want to go check Philly out, I just got back from Philadelphia. We went to Eastern State Penitentiary. So I captured content for Lisa at... A basically abandoned penitentiary and if you guys know anything about me abandoned is basically my middle name like my name my name should just be k abandoned in agonio <laughs> and so that was a really cool trip i just had this idea i was like oh they give tours of this abandoned prison we should go there and create a video so we did and again a bunch of the b-roll that i captured there i re-edited it into kind of like a director's cut if you will So I re-edited it, did a voiceover, put it up on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash just the letter K. And so you, I, I also took those photos from that trip and put them in the, in the blog post. Um, so yeah, I do a blog whenever I travel, especially when it's somewhere abandoned. I like to not only share my experience and my photos, but I know that people are looking up this shit. And so If you're going to Philly and you need something to do for the afternoon, maybe you'll come across my blog about Eastern State Penitentiary and how cool it is and see some of the photos. And maybe you'll want to go yourself. That's how blogs work. That's how they grow. Um, And if you guys like to read versus watching videos or listening to the podcast, the blog is another really great way to interact with me and get some feedback and, and learn a little bit. I do tutorials up there. I do all kinds of stuff on my website when it comes to my blog because it is my website and I can kind of... Pick and choose what I want to put on there. Also, I forgot. We need to open a Dr. Pepper if you haven't. So, I hear that Dr. Pepper is coming out with a limited edition, exclusive berry flavor. Like a, And, and the color of the can is blue. Oh, it tastes so good. So the color of the can is blue, and if anybody should happen to come across said limited edition Dr. Pepper, I need you to mail me some. I need you to ship it to me. I don't even know where I'm going to get you to ship it to, but if you find this Dr. Pepper, I need to know about it. I need to taste it. I need to do a review about it. I need to know everything about the berry-flavored Dr. Pepper. It's awesome that they're doing an exclusive limited run. I think it's great. I love when companies do this kind of stuff, and it gets people excited, and yeah, so if you guys come across it, give it a try. Give it a try. Let me know what you think. Tweet me at Project Freelance. Instagram me at Project Freelance or at K and Agonio. That's my personal Twitter and Instagram. I'm trying to change them to just the letter K, but people currently have the usernames, so I'm trying to barter with them. Uh, one of their accounts on Instagram is private. So it's kinda hard to get in to uh, you know, the group of private and ask somebody to change their username. It's a lot. It's a lot to ask somebody, uh, but it would be really cool if I could change them to just the letter K. Uh, it would be super rad. So that's kind of my goal for this year is to get those switched over. Um, other than that, yeah, I just wanted to come on and update you guys really about the launch, and I did want to talk about traveling with people and some tips and some ideas for how to create content while traveling with somebody while still still creating art that you love and you're proud of that you can also use potentially again like i said it's up to your client if you are a uh if they approve that if they think that it's okay that you're also creating content for yourself while you're creating content for them um you need to make sure that that's okay because some people aren't going to want you to do that um Lisa is also really cool about me creating stock footage uh, while I'm with her, and a lot of the footage I capture—that's B-roll and stuff—can be used as stock footage because we're traveling and and all this stuff. So, I take a lot of stills when we're traveling because you know I can film for her, and then when she's done talking, I can snap a photo of wherever we are. I have a few seconds. I have a minute. I can you know create something for myself real quick. Um, which usually comes in the form of just capturing a photo of mountains or the city or uh, a thing, a chair, a uh, stack of chairs on the sidewalk, which look really cool, like in downtown Philly. I took a photo of a stack of chairs, you know, uh, or a photo of Lorenzo's pizza or Gino's pizza. Gino's, uh, sorry, Gino's makes Philly cheesesteaks. So, yeah, that kind of stuff is really cool for for when it comes to creating stock footage. And so what I do... Whenever I get home from my trip or whenever I have downtime, I will edit all the photos that I want to use as stock photography. I will edit the photos I want to use on Instagram, and then I will export those. Also, a uh, note for photographers, when you export things from Lightroom, I export things three times. I export a version for print, which is high res, high quality, no watermark. I, and I label them like, for example, um, I just went whale watching. So I put as my title, Newport whale watching for print in caps for print is in capitals and then I export those into a folder called Newport whale watching for print and then I will go and re-export the photos again with a watermark and title them Newport whale watching for socials which is for social media that has my watermark on it so people can't steal my image and claim it as their own and then the third time I export, I will export them as RAWs. I will export them as the original file type they came in as because you want to keep your RAW files, but you, I like to rename my RAW files. And when you export the RAW file from Lightroom, you also get all of the preferences that are attached to that photo exported as well as a separate, um, like an XMP file. I think it's. I don't know what the, the actual um, extension is on the end of it, but yeah, you can export the raw file with a different name, or if you don't want to do that, you can just go back into your original folder with the photos and rename them all there. But I like to just re-export them so they're all organized and together, and then I will delete the photos from my library, uh, the the originals that came off the camera, um, because you are still saving those raws, so it's, it's all good. So uh, another tip when it comes to traveling, like I said, travel light. Uh, it's not really another tip cause I just talked about it, but yeah, travel light, challenge yourself when it comes to the stuff you bring. Um, if you know that you're going to be walking around in the city a lot, don't bring your laptop with you. It's going to be too heavy. It's going to weigh you down. You're going to get back problems, shoulder problems. I've already had back and shoulder problems, neck problems. I've had to get an epidural because I have nerve pain and nerve damage in my left arm or my, whatever. It's not my arm. It's my spine, but it affects my left arm. So I've had to get epidurals done. Mostly from just carrying all of my camera gear and all this shit, so I'm really trying to carry as little as possible when I travel now. Um, but I do still want to bring a diverse amount of lenses. So I usually, like I said, bring a wide-angle lens, a 13 to 75 or 30, uh, 30, sorry, 35 to 75 or 35 to 100, whatever it is you have, kind of like a middle zoom lens, if you will. And then, uh, if I'm shooting outdoors, I'll either bring a telephoto or if I'm shooting something inside or close up, I'll bring my 85. If I want more artistic stuff, I bring the 85 just because it is a, an art lens. And I love that lens. It's beautiful. I love using it. Um, and then trying to think of like more tips that, I mean, uh, depending on if you're traveling with somebody, if you're traveling alone, I bring a skateboard. I like to skateboard through the airport. It's kind of my favorite thing to do. They, they don't really care. If you skate through the airport, um, I've only run into problems twice. Once was a guy on one of the carts, and I was like, dude, you have wheels. You're driving a vehicle inside the airport. And he was like, you have a point, and let me go on my way. And they've got suitcases you can sit down on and ride them, for God's sake. Let me ride my skateboard through the airport. Fuck. And then the other time, I was uh, pulling up to my gate on my skateboard, and a guy that was on my flight started yelling at me. He was like, You're gonna hurt somebody, blah, blah, blah. How could you ride a skateboard to the airport? And I was like, Bro, you've had a really bad day. You need a drink. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what your problem is, but I'm just here trying to get to my gate quickly and swiftly. And the best way I know how is by riding a skateboard through the airport. So bring your skateboard with you. Um, I'm headed to Florida to NASA. I'm definitely gonna be bringing my skateboard through the airport. Um, I won't be riding around Florida a lot, which, you know, whatever, but I just, I like to bring skateboard through the airport because it's, it's nice to have it and it's electric. I have an electric skateboard or longboard really. So I like to bring that bad boy through the airport time and time, time and time again. It gets me around the place. I love it. Um, another tip for traveling and creating content for somebody else is capture more than you need, but you don't have to overdo it you know you're making you know what you have to make at the end of the day you know you're providing a product at the end of the day and you know that you have to edit all of this footage that night because the video is going to be up the next morning or i don't know what the schedule of your uh, client is how they want to upload and what they want to do with their with their content when they want to upload it but for lisa for example and for most bands even for most people you work for they want the video the very next day They want to be able to upload it and share it with their fans the very next day because they've had all of the stuff on their Instagram story. They've had their stuff on their Instagram story the day before, so they want to be able to share the recap of what they did that day before with their social media, and it's just easier and, you know, um, more convenient for them to do that if it's literally the next day. So, yeah, just keep in mind that whatever you are – creating for them, it might have to go out the next day. So be sure to keep that in mind when it comes to creating that content. And when it comes to filming the content, because I mean, like I said, you have to edit that at the end of the day. And so you don't want to be sitting there for eight more hours sifting through footage. You just kind of need to know like what here. Here's the deal. Here's how I create videos, guys. I create videos in my mind as if they're already done and edited right? So I will create a video from scratch, but I already see the video as edited, even if I haven't even gotten to the place I'm filming at yet. I just, in my mind, see the video as a completed video. And now I have to reverse engineer this completed video to actually get the content that's going to go in that video. So I work backwards. I know that a lot of videographers and photographers work differently, but that's just personally how I work. I also edit everything to music. I'm very, a big proponent on using music, um, especially like royalty free music, stuff that you can get your hands on. Uh, I love supporting SoundCloud artists. There's a lot of SoundCloud artists. I know a lot of people are like, okay, where do you get your music? Uh, Either Epidemic Sound, Audio Jungle, um, SoundCloud artists are great. There's an artist named Saros that I love using his music in my abandoned stuff because it's just got a nice like ambient feel to it. very, very good stuff. So yeah, if you can get in with an artist, all you got to do on SoundCloud is message an artist and ask if you can use their music in your videos. And most of the time, nine out of 10 times, they'll say yes. I haven't had anyone say no yet. So yeah, SoundCloud is a great way to find independent artists that are super down to have their music in your videos because it's exposure for them. Um, Some of them want licensing. Some of them charge a fee but, I mean, if you want their music in your video bad enough, pay the fee. Just, they're an artist, they need money too, so why not why not give them a little bit of kickback? It's always nice. And they appreciate it a lot, and they'll continue to make music that, that you can use in your videos. So, yeah, uh, those are just a couple of tips, really, about... A, traveling with people, creating content for people, what you should bring. Um, I don't bring a lot of clothing, by the way. I pack, like, depending on how many days we're there, I will literally pack just enough clothes because I I don't really care to bring a bunch of stuff around the world with me that I don't need. Like, excessive amounts of clothing, multiple pairs of shoes, I don't do that. Like, if something happens to my shoes while I'm somewhere, I'll get new shoes. Like, it's... And I know not everybody can afford to do something like that, but I'm not talking $200 pair of shoes. I'm talking like $40 pair of shoes. Like you can get new shoes if something happens to your shoes. You don't need to bring shoes with you unless you want to. If you've got events to go to, if you've got things to go to, I understand that. For me, I just personally don't really like to bring a ton of shit with me when I travel. Um, I usually take my Pelican case, which can fit in the overhead uh, bin in an airplane, Um, so yeah, there's not a lot that I'm bringing with me when I'm traveling because I'm bringing something so small that can fit in the overhead compartment. So the only time I'll bring a bigger suitcase is if I'm going to be there for a week or more. Uh, for example, when I go to London slash Finland, I'm definitely going to bring enough clothes for two weeks of travel. Um, and of course, there's laundromats everywhere all over the world. People always need to wash their clothes. Some of the hotels you stay at will probably have a laundromat. So you don't really need to bring a fuck ton of shit with you because there's, a, there's somewhere you can wash your stuff. You can drop it off. They'll wash it for you. Things like that. Um, so yeah, travel as light as you possibly can. That would be my best advice to you. Travel as light as you can challenge yourself when it comes to creating content when it comes to what lenses you bring what cameras you bring i always bring my gopro with me i bring my sony a7s mark ii three lenses two to three lenses and then i just picked up a dji osmo pocket 4k and i fucking am obsessed with it it's great for filming stock footage content to be completely honest with you because it's super smooth it fits in your pocket you can film out an airplane window and it's steady you're not holding your sony a7s vibrating against the window in the airplane getting the the vibration of movement the the dji osmo pocket 4k is super super cool super handy and i absolutely love that thing uh, I just picked it up from my friend Kevin. He barely uses it. I use it more than he does. So he was like, if I ever need it, I'll just get it from you. I was like, cool, man. That's awesome. Um, renting things. Here's another thing. A lot of people think that to be a photographer or a filmmaker, you have to buy all of your own gear. Why? Just go rent it, man. Just rent the stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not It's not really that difficult to rent a lens or a camera even. You can rent an entire camera body. And I, I don't know if I've talked about this much on the podcast, but I'm working on a photography course that'll probably come out in the fall. It's going to be my summer thing to work on while I'm traveling. I'm going to be creating this content uh, about how to shoot in different settings, indoors, outdoors. It's going to be like lectures, tutorials. Basically, I think I'm going to call it what I didn't learn in film school or what they don't teach you in film school. I think that's what I'm going to title my course because I'm going to be talking about the stuff that they didn't teach me in film school and that I think you need to know now. And I want to get other influencer influencers. God, I hate that fucking word. Can we get rid of that word? I want to get other creators to join me in my quest to create a photography course. I think it's super duper important and I think it would just help spread the word more if I have more people in it than just myself. So yeah, my my goal is to have that done by this fall, maybe around October, September or October. So that will be my year end push as far as content goes. Um, coming up in June, I'm gonna start pre orders for my abandoned photography book. I'm really really hoping that that goes well. I hope people get behind that. And I already sold the first book. Um, a guy requested that he get the first copy signed and sent to him. So that's that's pretty much what I'm gonna do. I'm really excited about that. Um, So, right now, I'm basically just saving up my money. I'm going to get the mock up here in May and I'm going to show it to people in June and I'm going to set up the pre orders and run the pre orders in June. And then I will get the books printed and shipped out to everybody. I'll sign them all. I'll get them all sent out, done properly. And I'll probably leave little notes in them, things like that, Uh, things just to make them a little bit more customized. And I really hope that you guys are enjoying this podcast thank you again for listening every single week. We are almost at 20,000 plays, which is huge for me and huge for a podcast that I just created a year ago. And I, I thought, hey, maybe this would be something really cool that people could get some education out of. So thank you for listening to this episode of Project Freelance. If you guys need tips, tricks, tools, anything, advice, let me know. You can find me at Project Freelance on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, yeah, check out some content on no.tracers on Instagram. Let me know what you guys think about it. And if you like this podcast, please be sure to give it a rating. It helps me grow on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor Charts, wherever you're listening to this. It helps me grow on the charts and reach more people just like you that need this information. So again, I thank you. And I want to know what you created this week. Go ahead and tweet me at Project Freelance. Use the hashtag Project Freelance so I can see your work and so I can see everything that you're working on. And I will talk to you guys In the next one, with some information about how my rocket launch went at NASA. Thank you guys for listening. I will talk to you on next Monday at 7 a.m. PST, or whatever time you put this podcast on. Thank you guys. Talk to you soon. Stay strong. Keep enduring.